Mediocre Hobbies Podcast, Warhammer Fest Review. Follow us online. Andy is at youtube.com slash at mediocre hobbies. Tom is at instagram.com slash tom.landy.hobby. Makes sense. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mediocre Hobbies Podcast. I of course joined by the co-host, Mr. Tom Landy. How are you getting on, sir? Hope you're doing well. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Nice to see you again. In a couple much. of weeks from our side, because we pre-recorded before Warhammer Fest. Yes, yes, we did. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. We're going to talk about Warhammer Fest a little bit, pros, cons, what I thought about it, and then maybe other sneaky topics will worm their way in, as they usually do. So stick around, guys, and enjoy the episode. I don't want to talk to you about Warhammer Fest, because you've done a video about Warhammer Fest. And so if anyone wants to know about your opinion on the goods and bads about Warhammer Fest, you know, go to go to that other video. But I, I think from... The stuff that stood out to me is stuff that you didn't talk about that I'm interested in. So you flew over on the morning of the event. That's right. And you flew That's back. Four was four it Monday morning? morning? Four o'clock in the morning for the event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, up at four o'clock. My flight was at half six. Sure. Um, and then, yes, after the event, then uh, I went to the airport and for like, at like nine o'clock was our flight home or whatever. So one of the things that I got to do whilst I worked in Games Workshop yep. was I was a manager of a store and we had... Um, meetings every single quarter for the entire business yep. and then every six months for your region so that means that i flew to england and back six times a year 12 flights so i'm super comfortable with the idea of getting to an airport and getting to england and coming through all the up into manchester and east midlands and nottingham and all yep. everything edinburgh so yeah so i also live like a 10 minute drive from the airport that's true so, I am the most least stressed person when, like, people used to freak out, like, what time's your flight? Seven. Okay, what time are you getting out of bed at? Six. Are you insane? No, it's fine. It's yeah, like, it's easy, yeah. yeah. When, you're, when you're right around the corner, it's pretty easy. Yeah, and I always feel bad for those people because you always, it's a very Irish thing. When you land in Dublin airport, you'll have people who don't know each other. They'll be like, how much more of you to go? A two-hour drive now. And lunch, like, I'll be... I'll be asleep for an hour and 45 minutes by the time you get home. Like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm an hour from the airport, give or take. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, so that can cause more stress because there's a crash or traffic or anything. Disaster. Yeah. It's, it's always bad. traffic on the, the kind of last exit before you kind of hit County Dublin. Yeah. That's where the road gets really busy. So that can add an hour. So, yeah. so yeah. I had Mr. Tim Shabby. Uh, he stayed in mind that night because he's like you, he would be an hour away. And Ooh, in sleepover. Time. We had a slumber party, yeah. We had a sleepover, and then we got up and went to the airport from here. So that was good. And um, the flight was at half six, land, and I was like, on the ticket, it was like, it's going to be an hour and 35-minute flight or whatever. So we were like doing all our mad calculations of like, okay, that means that we're going to land at like eight. And then yep. we've got an hour to get to the reveal. It's going to be a disaster. The flight was 35 minutes. Oh, my God. Happened. So hurricane. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty short hop, let's be honest. Did there, got to got to the venue in time, and then was like, ha, 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 it's full go away. And we were like, okay. Yeah. So, um, we got to just watch it on a big screen with everyone else in the hall, holding our phones up to the Twitch stream so we could like watch on the screen and listen in our phones yeah. and try and hear what they were talking about, which was, uh, it was fine. We got to see all the pretty toys and talk to everyone about it, so it was, it was fine. Uh, I, 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 I really enjoyed the Twitch streams. I felt yeah. like cutting it off before the Q&A and stuff each time gave you a reason to be there. Yeah. Which yeah. doesn't usually happen. Like a lot of these things. I mean, for everyone, anyone who's not been to a Games Day or a Warhammer Fest, I, I've only been to two. 
um the first i went i worked on the tills and so it was just continual transaction 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 the second one i was doing much more just being the manager of my store and kind of you know corralling my my crew and stuff but it's a it's a queue simulator it's like going to a theme park it's always been a queue simulator everyone who complains about it hasn't been to one before they're all queue simulators so outside of the queuing how was this year it looked incredibly well organized from from a distance yes uh, i definitely feel like there was parts that were cut out we like missing like the designers and stuff like that so yeah yeah that's that's something we probably should touch on um this was much more of a trade show than a usual warhammer fest or games day this was like show up and here is here is the booth that made this game and this is the the shop area whereas much more before before this year at least it was oh there's aaron dembski bowden for four hours oh there's john blanche for four hours and it was still a queue simulator, but you were queuing up to get them to sign a book. Yeah. And there was like 20 of them. So there was like, you're like, yeah. okay, his queue is really big. So I'm going to go queue and talk to Chris Wright for a little while first. And then I'm going to go on. And it just made sense. Um, yeah. And I, I remember the, the second year I was there where I was just roaming around. I think it was Dan Abnett was there. So maybe not Dan, but someone, someone big, like one of, one of the top three that you'd know. And everyone was queuing for like Aaron Dembski Bowden. And I just walked straight up. There was two people in the queue. And I was like, how is no one queuing for you? And he was like, I had it this morning. <laughs> They've all yeah. got my signature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, 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 like I definitely think the last few warmer fests I went to before that, like you would go upstairs and there would be this like little space and they had crammed two designers with the pad in. They were writing. So yep. you look over the shoulders and have a quick chat to them and stuff. Or there'd be, you know, two sculptors sitting at a table with like their models in a cabinet being like, these are the things that I actually sculpted for Games Workshop. And you'd be like, oh my God, you sculpted that? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it. Same yep. thing with the heavy metal painters. They'd be sitting at a booth and there'd be a cabinet with all the models they painted. And you'd be like, oh my God, I didn't know you painted that. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's awesome and this. And so I did feel like the creative side of it was missing just a little bit. And I don't want to speculate on the why, but my speculation is that um, <laughs> it's that whole only hands thing they don't want to make personalities out of the yeah. three side of things is my guess so there was well, they, they've lost head. three three big names on the the painting table over the last couple of years between duncan and um most recently uh, rogue yeah, uh, yeah went rogue um i think she's amazing like yeah. her she was so nice to talk to as well louise louise is like paint style oh can't yeah. can't even describe like it's She's from the realm of Zinch. Like, there's no, there's no other way to put it. She's crazy. Um, all of you don't know this, Andy, but there'll be superimposed images of all of her stuff. Like, her work is amazing. Yes, I did. I was wondering that. Like, like people who do a specific style like hers, how repetitive it's going to be. Not sorry, repetitive is the wrong word. I'm trying to think of the word of like how repetitive it's going to be moving forward. Like, if she's like a hundred videos deep and she does the same style for a hundred videos, will that be as exciting as the first ten she did? Or like, will she evolve or will she do crazy things or will she? I'm really excited to see where she goes. Have you watched uh, any of her work on Warhammer Plus? No, to be honest, not really, no. She's just a fucking good painter. <laughs> like, that's just the truth. She did, I think she was the one who did the Elder Avatar. And it's just spectacular. Okay, like, okay, okay. Yeah, that, that's cool. That's, that's all yeah. I really need to know. Because, like, I know the crazy style she does. I've seen her stuff in the cabinets and her bright, vibrant colors and her madness. So. Not to... Not to diss on on Duncan, um, but he's pretty boring in terms of his style. Like his paint style is just clean and nice and repeat- repeatable. So, yeah. if you want to paint a, I don't know, Death Watch Marine, he's the man you go to because he's probably painted two armors for Games Workshop and then did the official video and then did his own video on it. And it's 
it's not going to inspire you the way like a Louise Sugden video is going to do. Yeah. The problem is I feel like I fit into that profile more than I fit into her profile, if you know what I mean. I, I, I do, and I was thinking that as I was saying it, but I think the difference between what you do and what lots of people on the internet do is your stuff is achievable. Yeah. Like, I feel like when I watched the Avatar painting video, it was literally a case of, I can't do this, but what can I yeah. do to get me a model that works? Yeah. And I feel like I don't need to do that with any of your videos. I mean, if, if I go and, go, go and grab Robert... <laughs> he's going to grab robert people like i was i was painting so my office has moved around so everything's messy i'll put super impressive pictures but like you know yeah. i painted him this week yeah. um and he looks great i've seen close-up pictures of him and you yeah. post them all over your instagram and everyone's yeah, he's, like he's not he's not he's not special no. but all i did was you know wash and highlight and some 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 blue and you know gold trim so much trim um but like that's that was it like and i don't need a a 12 hour video on how to paint him no. but i do need to understand what steps i can skip and i think yeah. that that's the difference between something that, that like your videos and i think what louise has done as well is she's kept all of that intense work to her patreon you don't go and watch her paint a rainbow warrior in her first video she talks to you about why she likes rainbow warriors and what's interesting about it and yeah, there's some bits at the end of what colors to use in it, but it's literally she's not talking about it. She's talking about something else, and it's happening in the background. And that's, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's a it's a value add that nobody else is doing. And I think, I think it's important to know your niche and to kind of stay in your lane, yeah. and also know when you can expand on that and make a, you know, a real shill. You clicked on this for clickbait video on Saturday afternoon, Andrew. I actually really annoyed me on a personal level because I literally was making, I was making coffee, right? Uh. And my phone dings at like four o'clock in the afternoon and it's Mediocre Hobbit's video. And I saw the word games day and I clicked it and I started watching it and I was like, he hasn't done uh, Leagues of Otan, uh, Borden Patrol or whatever it was this weekend. And I was like, well, maybe that's what the video is. And I was like, oh, games day. Oh, interesting. And then you're like, you only clicked on this because of the clickbait. And I was like, you're wrong. <laughs> This one time, you're wrong. I was wrong for a few people. A few people said I didn't read the title. I didn't realize what was going on until the end. I had one guy being like, is this serious? Is James Workshop really like that? And I'm like, he's not a real person. It's a joke. We're all, none of us are real people. Andy. It's true. Uh, Leagues of Votan video for Kill Team will drop today. Cool. Um, cool. Um, but I, I mean, I think, I think I've, seen, I've seen like three or four of those kind of talking heads. How was games there? Everyone has the same complaints. Um, what? I mean, I don't want to don't want to, don't want to keep going on about people not being there because that's not the point of this, right? Mm. The, the, I was in there twice. One time, I got lost in a conversation with the guys at Forge World about their. Uh, no one will remember this uh, Tamarkan uh, book, which was like I a, have it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's like a pre-end times Warhammer Fantasy Chaos Lord sat on top of a giant like frog dragon thing. It was awesome. Yeah, I have them. Yeah. Um, no one else does in this video though. So. <laughs> That's not their problem. You should have bought it. I know, right? But it was like awesome book. But the book, the thing about the book that really stood out to me was the same with the Monsters Arcanum book. I always think that you could, during the our own apocalypse, when we have another world war and everything goes to crap, and the first fifty or sixty pages of this book gets destroyed, and the back cover gets destroyed, you're just going to pick up this monsters manual and go, "Oh my god, look at the creatures that existed in the world before." And they classified them in terms of strength and toughness and wounds. What does I mean? Who knows? <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like you could pick it up and you could start a religion or a cult around this yeah. 
this book. And these guys were obviously really proud of that work because their work was amazing. But they would just turn around and go, do you want to see some stuff that didn't make it into the book? Like some of the drawings that we did that couldn't fit in or we we were going to make this unit, but it was too close to this Empire unit that we actually made. So here it is. Um, so that, for me, that was one encounter in two two trips and it was rocking. So I can really see the value if that was something you were there for. But, yeah. you know, what what was it like from your experience? I know you had a slightly different experience because you got to meet lots of people and people knew who you were or they didn't and you feel really bad about that and we're not going to talk about that. Um, but like, you know, like what was it like just being there and doing the things you did? Did you did you spend much time queuing or could and you no, avoid no, it? No time queuing. I avoided all of the queues. The only time I, I queued was to enter my Golden Demon miniature and I stood for 45 minutes in the wrong spot. I wasn't even in the queue. I'm not even joking. Some old lady had to come around being like, are you all queuing to put your model in? And we were all like, yeah. And she's like, this isn't the queue. We were like, oh. Because wow. <laughs> it was like a big square arena where all the cabinets face out and everything goes sure. on in the middle. And the queue wrapped around the cabinets. So everyone was trying to look at the cabinets while the queue was happening. And I kept, I like, know. I basically went to the start. I was like, this is the queue. And I kept following the people. Being, yep. I kept stopping every, like, 12 minutes. Are you in the queue for Golden Demon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I think so. I, basically that. And then we didn't move for 45 minutes. And that should have been an indicator that I wasn't in a queue. And, but then when I got to the queue, it took, like, 20 minutes to get me in and drop my Okay, so off. Not, not bad. Not bad. No, not bad at all. Like, if I hadn't <laughs> he... made a stupid mistake, I would have been there in probably, like, 40 minutes total to get my model in. Yeah. Any any feedback or comments on your on your entry or was it just a case of oh, it didn't even get photographed, it didn't get any stickers, it got completely ignored, like I thought it would, to be brutally honest. It was this like I was super proud of the frog. I was only talking about some of this earlier today, and I'm talking about the idea of like don't make a model as kind of like overly complicated, because the idea is that like the more things you add on, there's more things that the the, the judge has to judge. Yep. So if you, if you put in a milk bottle on the ground of your base and that milk bottle is painted like crap, then your model's ruined. You know what I mean? So like, I thought the frog as a piece was really good. Like I was super proud of the frog. His palaquin was fine. I really didn't like the stonework on it at all. So someone would have picked it up and been like the stonework. And that like that people talk about like, I don't like the way they judge. They're looking for flaws. Of course like, they are. That's yeah. how you pick anything, right? I heard a... I heard a story about like Adepticon it'd be 15 years ago, back when uh, old world fantasy was still in, in, in the game. And one army got to the final. There was like four or five. They're trying to pick who was going to be the top three. And so as they went back around and started looking again at the, at the empire army and they were like, I can't find a single flaw. And the guy reached in and picked up one knight from the middle of one of the units because he's like, if everything in this unit is painted as good as the front rank on these knights, this army is not only the best army he's ever seen, but it's amazing but they hadn't painted below the guy's waist. So the horse was completely unpainted from like waist down because you couldn't see it in the rank. And it's like, it's exactly that. If you don't touch the model, you can't see it. Yep. But if you put the milk bottle on it and then you don't make it perfect, you've ruined it. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, the stonework I dealt was soon, like it was very flat and very boring. I knew it was, but I just wanted to put something in. I just wanted yeah. to say that I entered Golden Demon and it was fun. And I will enter again next year and I will enter every year I go. And I have this goal in my head that all I ever want to achieve, like my Slayer sword is getting a pin. Yep. Mine too. If that's I, If I ever get to a pin, that's the, I've ticked golden demon. I've done a great job. I'm so satisfied with the result. win. So well, from hearing you talk about it on Twitch and then from speaking to the boss about it, um, I think I'm going to enter next year as well. 
I'm going to yes. pick a couple of categories and just paint them up. And I think it's it's going to be worth the trip to Warhammer Fest next year. So I'm going to I'm going to go and yeah yeah. What about um, what was it like being on site for the reveals? We you didn't go into the room for any of them, no. No, the queues were insane, and um, it was just it was that like payoff of like, do you want to queue for two and a half hours or something you're going to see on Twitch in two minutes? I'm like, no, yeah. I don't really want to do that to be honest with you. Um, like Timothy queued for four and a half hours day one to play 10th edition 40k. Wow. And he uh, his unit was the first one to die, so he played for about four minutes. So <laughs> beautiful. It was just, it was abysmal to be honest. Like the queue. So that's one thing I would have. Like they had like I think four or six tables doing intros kind of thing, and there were like four yep. people. And I'm like you could have put twenty tables there, and, and it wouldn't be half enough still. No, but it would have made yeah. like the queue. You want to queue for half an hour to play ten? Sure. I'll do that. Like, why not? I'll grab a coffee. I'll drink it in the queue. Throw it in the bin before I get there, and then we'll play a game. Perfect. But four hours, I'm just like on the last. I t- told myself I would play on the last day, and on the last day, the queue wasn't anywhere near. It was literally where the ropes start. Yep. And I was like, okay, perfect. And I got to the ropes, and the sign said, "Average queue two and a half hours from this point." And I literally Whoa. was like, um, "No, I'm not, I'm not standing here for two and a half hours on my last day. I'd rather go and meet all these cool people and talk to some people and." Like, yeah so no i mean you know side note we'll, we'll get the box soon you know yes and like this year was a bit weird for me because it's my first time going as a content creator sure so there's lots of people that wanted to actually stop and talk to me which is really bizarre so i got to have loads of these lovely interactions with people and you know talk about what we saw and what your favorite thing was so far and what are you excited about in the box set so i got to have loads of interactions that most people probably didn't have um so i felt like my time was like constantly used i didn't feel like Oh, I've got like four hours till the next thing. I'm gonna sit around and do nothing or whatever. So was was there like a a pen for all the content creators? Because every photograph I've seen with all the content creators together seems to be like within the same twelve square feet. So I feel like you guys were in a cage and you were just like let out to to grasp at people through there the, was a, through the sides. a a creator lounge type area, which is just for the content creators to go into. It was nothing fancy before anybody thinks we were sitting there on lazy boys with you know. There's champagne people. yeah no no there was saved coffee. by james workshop himself yeah but it was just a quiet area that if you need to charge your phone if you need to sit down and edit something or post something or just recharge for a little bit or you know get some food and not like obviously people were there like like matt from mini wargaming was there and, sure. yeah you know, like he's super big deal like even um guy from midwinter minis i watched his video yesterday and he was like the first day i was there I was just talking all day and like yeah. I was talking while I was walking to the bathroom and I was talking while I was going to get food, like that kind of thing. So like having a spot where you can go get a bit of food and sit down and it's like, ah, obviously I didn't have that kind of experience. Not Elvis Presley. Like, but, um, no, sure not, well, not yet, but I, I definitely do think that I don't think we think enough about even if you're doing the job that you do, it's not exactly an extrovert hobby. So yeah, even assuming everybody who's part of this creator lounge area speaking to people might be a really big challenge for them so somewhere that you can yeah. go that's just away yeah. is, is good and then i just abuse them by talking to them there because they yeah of course yeah i mean they're, <laughs> they're you know trapped trapped with the wolf but what can you do yeah i got to talk to pete the wargamer and stuff there and it was so good and annoy him that you throw things away oh he's, he's so annoyed he's like <laughs> but i literally have promised him now that i'm going to just keep all my bits in a box and i'm just once a month i'm just gonna send him everything and i mean regret it soon enough he's like start throwing them out there's too many things I'm yeah. like, no they're all being going to you buddy that's that's it it's done now um 
and like even like little things like he told me about a, a super cool secret project that he's working on as like something that he might yeah it was just like i genuinely didn't meet a bad person that didn't like i guess people who it isn't their scene just wouldn't go yeah well i i don't think they're games workshop content creators as well i think there is a level of whereas i don't know of anyone in the creator space that games workshop has sanctioned and approved who would have been invited who falls into that real negative yeah. hateful you know what i mean like i think there is a i don't want to say get, there's definitely a gatekeeper aspect to it where they don't want people who are just always negative um but i yeah it's good that it comes across in real life as well as just the internet well yeah that was my fast experience thoroughly enjoyed it can't wait to go back next year Um yeah just hope they add in the creator side of things and then i'll be happy what was your favorite golden demon model that you saw Jeez, there's no way to answer. There are so many. Just the level this year was terrifying. My favorite standout, which I don't even think it won or placed or anything, but I just really liked the idea of it. And it was a witch hunter warband. So awesome. someone got the Jensen Darok model from the um her city. Yep. And then he got the the dad and daughter models. And then he got the new underworld model and then the dog. So there was just like four witch hunters and a dog as a unit. And it wow. was just so rigging cool looking. I saw it and I was like, that is just the coolest thing. I need this in my life right now. And I mean, it's it's like I was looking at Darren Latham's, you know, witch hunters and uh, vampire. And then he, he wrote something on, was it YouTube or not YouTube? It's YouTube, um, Instagram, maybe, where he designed and 3D printed the whole like Basic. environment that it's in. Yeah. And it's like, like I was looking at it and I was like, what is that from? Where are these pieces from? And they're like, they're unmanufactured Games Workshop designs designed by a man who designs for Games Workshop. You know, they're like never going to exist. And maybe they will. Maybe they'll do a limited run of that box. Who knows? Like you never, but crazy stuff. Yeah, I think my but... favorite was the one that they showed on, obviously I didn't see them. Um, The one on the uh, website of the Sorcerer, maybe he's Blood Angel and the Zinch demons coming out of the fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sensational. Just stupid good. Stupid good. And then there's... Oh, my God. I'm going to have to superimpose this because I can't even describe it. There's a a paint style at the moment that makes things look exactly like they're illustrated. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. 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 Every time I screenshot them and send them to my friends, they're like, cool, what's that from? And it's like, it's not from something. That's a model. model. I can't can't process it. There was a guy a few months ago did... um, one of the imperial fists and like the sword was held up and one of my mates was like he's even painted the shadow of the sword on his head because it just looks so it's nuts yeah it's crazy the person i saw do that a couple of years ago and they they were doing like orange and blue orcs they oh, had wow. a wagon done in that same illustrated style and all the vehicles were doing and it was so cool <laughs> i was just immediately in love with it so yeah. favorite favorite uh imperial model from the new box probably the actual um lieutenant that i thought was going to be super boring and he's actually just one of the prettiest things i've ever seen with his three knives and like one's in the ground and one's in his hand and one is up he's pretty good he's running holding that rifle and i really didn't want the lieutenant holding a rifle i just didn't want that yeah and uh, what they gave me is just the best version of it possible favorite xenos the one that looks like the venom crawler the the one that has like it's 
thorax yep. in the air. He's that's yep. just unbelievable to me. Oh, ten out of ten Tyranid miniature. As a man who's built and painted every Tyranid model ever, that is selling it to me so hard. Okay, guys, and that brings a close to another episode of Media Hobbies podcast. I hope you enjoyed the 30 minutes that Tom Landy has managed to put out of whatever amount of time we ended up talking. Uh, and you enjoyed it immensely. Thank you guys so much for listening. I um, had a great time chatting with you as always, Mr. Landy. And, uh, yeah. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And uh, I look forward to next week's episodes. Bye-bye.